Welcome back to the Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we full-throatedly endorse any means and all means that Daenerys Targaryen, first of her name, must take to retake the throne of Westeros, the throne that is hers by right. This is page 651. Valyrian took my hand and drew me into the pavilion. She pointed. Sit. I sat on a cushion, placing my head level with the smooth expanse of her stomach. Her navel was terribly distracting. She looked down at me, her expression proud and regal as a queen. Amawan, she said, spreading the fingers of one hand and making a deliberate gesture. This we call the hushed heart, an easy lesson to begin, and one I expect you will enjoy. Valerian smiled at me then, her eyes old and knowing. And even before she pushed me back against the cushions and began to bite the side of my neck, I realized that she did not intend to teach me magic. Or, if she did, it was magic of a different kind. Well, it was not the subject I'd hoped to study under her, it's fair to say that I was not entirely disappointed. Learning lover's arts from Falurian far outstripped any curriculum offered at the university. I'm not referring to the vigorous, sweaty wrestling most men, and alas, most women, think of as love. While sweat and vigor are pleasant parts of it, Falurian brought to my attention the subtler pieces. If I were to go into the world, she said, I would not embarrass her by being an incompetent lover. And so she took care to show me a great many things. A few of them in her words. The pinioned wrist, the sigh toward the ear, devouring the neck, drawing the lips, the kissing of the throat, the navel, and as Falurian phrased it, the woman's flower, the breathing kiss, the feather kiss, the climbing kiss. So many different types of kissing, too many to remember, almost. There was drawing water from the well, the fluttering hand, birdsong at morning, circling the moon, playing ivy, the harrowed hair. Just the names would fill a book. But this, I suppose, is not the place for such things. Alas, then, for the world. I don't mean to give the impression that all our hours were spent in dalliance. I was young and Falurian was immortal, but there is only so much two bodies can endure. The rest of the time we amused ourselves in other ways. We swam and ate. I played songs for Falurian, and she danced for me. I asked Falurian a few careful questions about magic, not wanting to offend her by prying at her secrets. Unfortunately, her answers were not particularly enlightening. Her magic came as naturally as breathing. I might as well have asked a farmer how seeds sprouted. When her answers weren't hopelessly nonchalant, they were puzzlingly cryptic. That's the page. I'm Jeremy. I'm Jordana. And I'm Nick. Also, studying under her. Careful choice of words. (laughs) (laughs) Jordana, you dog. (laughs) There's a couple of good innuendos on this page. Flurian brought to my attention the subtler pieces also strikes me as an innuendo. Mm-hmm. Also, if anyone here is listening to all of those names of things and wonders what they could possibly be, join us on Patreon to listen to Nick and Jeremy make me extremely embarrassed while I try to explain them. That's true. That is our May Patreon episode. I, another one more innuendo on this page. Learning lover's arts from Flurian far outstripped any curriculum offered at the university. (laughs) (laughs) I get it. Very droll. Very droll. The thing that I'm really interested in is at the bottom of the page when they talk about Florian's magic, that it's sort of, Mm -hmm. it's like breathing to her. It's just part of her intrinsically. It's not like she's doing spells and whatever. It's just like a part of her. 
I find that really fascinating. And I think that speaks like a little bit to kind of like the way naming when Quotha or Elodin are like doing naming, it is kind of like that, right? It's effortless. It's just part of your being. And I think that is kind of the true magic that Rothfuss is writing about. It's less about like spells. I mean, obviously we have arcanistry, uh, sympathy, whatever it's called, uh, which is like spells and, and sigildry writing stuff down. But like the kind of true magic in this story is, is all intrinsic. It's all part of your, your being. And you can't really explain it to somebody else, like how to do it. You either understand it intrinsically or you don't. Yeah. And that's what Auri is like also, right? Auri is like very magical by virtue of it's, it's who she is. It's, she's not like doing science when she does her magic. Yet another uh, little uh, pin in my conspiracy board that Auri might be a fey being. Mm-hmm. What if Auri is the moon? What if that's the the twist? I mean, that's definitely a thing that we've talked about before. Or or a piece of the moon, perhaps. Let's talk about it some more. Yeah, and it's hidden in plain sight. You know, he calls her the Moon Fay. You know, she's like the piece of the moon that Jack stole, and she escaped from him, and she's in hiding. Perhaps. Maybe they're all part of the moon. I don't know. <laughs> it's a Ravel puzzle wall situation where there's all different aspects of the same being scattered throughout the multiverse. You know, as crackpot theories go, I think that one might might have legs because so many of the important women in Quoth's life are tied to the moon. Or maybe the reason he sees the moon in all of them is because they're actually, he's seeing a reflection and it's actually that he's the moon. Damn. And he doesn't know it. Damn. <laughs> I'm just making shit up now. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, Trinita, as Nick is so fond of saying, the key to any good crackpot theory is to fling shit at the wall and then one of the 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 shits that you fling will eventually be proven correct and then you can go aha you see i was right all along mm. yes right I well, do you, recall no, that no, you, you didn't finish the metaphor the the right consistency of shit will stick to the wall mm. and that's the theory that you say i was right all along about mm. i don't really have anything else to talk about on this one i feel like we've covered the main points uh does anyone else or do we want to get to a letter i'm ready for a letter let's let's get to a letter this letter is from Sarah. Sarah from London, in fact. It is on the pronunciation of Edamara. Dear all, I had always mentally pronounced it Rue, although if I now find myself singing Winnie the Pooh to it, I may A, switch to the other way, and B, have to come hunt you down. And this is because it forms an association in my mind with words for red, specifically Rue, which is the masculine form of, in French of redhead. I could live with an etymological link between Edamara and Ademra, though, as I do find the idea of them being sundered aspects of a previous civilization very interesting. Cheers, me old Chinas! Sarah, from London, in the UK, in case the sudden lurch into Cockney rhyming slang didn't give that away. <laughs> I was wondering about that. Well, now I'm going to hear every letter that you write us in Jason Statham's voice, so thanks for that. I'd, meant, I'd always mentally pronounce it Rue, although if I find myself singing Winnie the Pooh, <laughs> I may have to hunt you down! <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. Actually, the redhead connection is interesting because, of course, Quoth is a redhead, although none of the other people in his troop seem to be, so perhaps that's less Maybe likely. the first Edamaru was... A redhead. Ilian is Gillian? supposed to be redhead, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we know Rothfuss is a bit of a polyglot. I think he likes to hide 
words from other languages in his his fantasy languages here. So it's entirely possible. Well, and English and French have a long history of intertwining and, uh, you know, borrowing words from one to the other. You know, it, it's, it's not, if you make that kind of linguistic association, an English speaker might pick up on it subconsciously, even if they don't consciously recognize the connections. But listeners, you can consciously recognize all of our connections to you, the listener, on tomorrow's page. Uh, the wind. wind.